Welcome to Dice Carnival! Today, we will be playing House of Lament from Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. If this is your first time tuning in, we would love for you to check out our previous adventure. But if you're just here for the spooks, you're in the right place. Please leave a good rating, if you can, as well as subscribe and follow us on Twitter. All links will be in the description. Thank you, and enjoy the show! Adventures a bit spooky and touches on some darker themes. Consider yourself warned. Our tale begins in a realm not too far away from the city of Electroval. The waters have warmed, and more insects have begun buzzing about the formerly chilled bayou waters that trail off of the cypress esplanade as we float for a moment lingering in this quiet grove at early sunrise we hear the sound of water splashing breaking and parting the rustling of ferns as we see emerging from the water, a raft, but not a raft with oars, mind you, there are perhaps a paddle in case you ever get stuck on any of the melon, but a mechanical raft with a large water wheel mounted in the center and three comfortable seats, two of them unoccupied, other than some various electrotech gadgets that you have strapped in there. On your journey back to the Gripply village, you have not been to since you left the month before. As you float through the bayou waters, alligators and kind of knocking you and I on nearby banks, some long-legged kind of uh, crane-necked birds fishing nearby as the canopy grows thicker overhead. Further into the bloom season, the canopy almost seems alien to what you knew before. But after about, uh, not long, less than an hour of floating through this glade, you see familiar shapes moving along the treetops. Familiar bridges and huts of the Gripley village ahead of you. And you see a few figures perch on nearby branches and they look towards you. One of them speaks out. What is your business? Oh, I'm I'm here to visit uh, Gedonald and Gnord. You see this uh, very small, sort of formed um, frog folk. You see a faint little vestigial tail hanging out from the back of them, and they look at you and say, You are the one that they speak of! Alan! Think of you. Yes. yes, that's me. I am humbled. I am Shorttail. You have saved me, among others, when you brought back the cattle. I have matured in such time. I was but a... Thumb skimmer before. 
Oh, wow. You grow fast. The uh, small little gripply, like, kind of gives you a sort of uh, kind of gripply style salute. And the three others that had scouted the, uh, the noisy gnomish rig floating through the swamp begin to leap through the uh, canopies, no longer impeding you and seem to be whistling and chirping in a series of long croaks, signaling the arrival of a friend to the gripply. Alan, what do you do? Um, can I, can I follow, can I have the boat follow through? Yep. So you go ahead and you look back at like the little throttle you had just like uh, pulled back and then you lean forward into it as you kind of sit up right in your chair and you begin to begin cutting through the water floating towards the Gripply village on your little uh, gnomish motorboat. As you arrive... Hmm? Oh, nothing. Oh, well, well. As you arrive in the Gripply village, you see that construction has been done since you saw them last. They've been expanding the walks out into a sort of flower pattern, beginning to uh, create more residents for the uh, new population of Gripply that have been spawned. You see rudimentary houses in the process of being built. And among one branch you can see walking out is a figure in a somewhat worn and damp uh, cloak. But you can see it's been threaded with all sorts of uh, brightly pigmented and spotted patterns. A crown of threaded lily pads worn upon their brow. As Nord, you see Alan approaching you, your keen ears laying true to his arrival. What would you like to do? What would you like to call out as you see a companion that you have not seen in nearly a month? Well, hello, old friend. Like the new, like new look? Nord! Oh, I'd say the same to you. That crown looks very nice on your head. Thank you. I made it myself. Oh, where's Gedonald? With that, you hear a sort of trilling noise, not that, of a Gripley's uh, sort of um, voice box, but that of a whistle, a rusty, a, ru a rusted, mm, excuse me, a rusted ball bearing rattling inside of a long corroded piece of tin and the sounds of ringing chimes. As you look above and swinging from a vine from the bayou canopy, you see a figure <laughs> landing on the nearby dock. Godonald, would you like to introduce your character? <laughs> oh, oh, hold on one second. We're having some, some mild audio issues, folks. Uh, Nord, um, you might want to turn your audio up a teensy bit. Uh, Godonald, uh, you might not. You, I think you, you peaked a teensy bit, so keep that in mind going forward. Perfect. We'd like to thank the audience patience. My... Sorry, I won't do my jungle noises again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's so great to see y'all. Oh, good Donald. Oh, we've really grown on this place. Oh, it's, I've, I've been vibing with it. You know, you find a place, it, it really hits you, and it does, 
feel like working when you live your daily life there. And you see Godonald is still wearing like the same chainmail they wore before. It doesn't look like it's been washed except to be dragged through the bog waters. You see it is kind of threaded with all manner of crustacean carapace and, you know, uh, swamp fauna. You, or, 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 or swamp, uh, swamp life, swamp plant. You see that Godonald's beard, much like their armor, has not been tended to either, growing wildly into a wide, sort of wild man bush, uh, giving, dripping and, and entangled and dreaded to give it the look of almost being a swamp plant themselves. Uh, painted all over their forehead and arms and cheeks are spots reminiscent of Gripley's patterns that they wear on their back, clearly a marking that Godonald has achieved some sort of status with the Gripley people beyond that of just a friend. Wow. So what's all the markings about? Oh, you know, uh, you, you remember how I promised the kind of... You know, I really connected with these people and I decided to stay behind. We, we lost a friend and I can't really... I could never really replace him, but I could certainly help out and try to lift my weight around here and I guess... I guess they think I've been successful. It's it's a great thing. Why why you, why have you come by? It's great to see you. Oh well, um, I brought this boat, you see, and I don't know. I thought we could go. Um, you guys could come and visit the cities at some point. Haven't seen you in a while, and be nice to change hmm. of pace. Hmm. Should probably tell the guys at work where I went in a while. <laughs> that you should. I believe uh, I, they might I, be getting worried. There's been a couple of individuals from the Abbey who've approached you from time to time, Alan. Um, just not really <clears throat> prying a whole lot, but just saying like, hey, have you, you, you heard about a Godonald? They, they, they haven't come in work for a while. They haven't come into work for a while. You know, they've been checking all the nearby morgues. Yes, people have been asking about you, Godonald. Ah. Yeah, I can imagine the one time I take a break, I just straight up disappear. Huh. Huh. Yes. Early retirement. Of course. That sounds like death, Nord. That's one word for it. At least in my business. Anyway, I forgot. I want to show you two something. It's my greatest invention yet. And I pull out a multi-tool. Looks like a crab. And all of its limbs are different thieves' tools. And one claw has a knife, and the other has needle nose pliers. Yes. I invented this after looking at the Gripley crab opener. I realized that multi purpose tools are revolutionary. Nobody's done them before. So I made my own off the crab. That's what I you call an inventive crustacean creation. How curious. Yes, I call it crab's tools. That's because it looks like a crab. We can give that thing a shot. Oh, um, sure. Here you go. I'll hand it to Gnord. <laughs> uh, please Nord. don't throw it. It's quite fragile. Nord, you look at this instrument and it... it... I mean, you're a gnome. You're used to kind of tinkering your own little little tiny bits of devices from time to time. But looking at this thing, it's, it's impressive to see how 
uh, Alan's been able to squeeze so many little implements between little pliers to a fully functional knife, dagger even. Uh, there's actually like kind of a blunt edge which can be used for cracking open seafood. Like, it is just so versatile and you get a little bit dizzy counting the contraptions and you think like little bits of them, um, kind of like a Swiss army knife, are like just, just like framed pieces. But as you go to push on them and there's like a pop and a click, you find some other mechanism inside there, like a little like cork opener or you, know, you think that you Ooh. find like a tiny little like uh, prototype crossbow inside of there as well. I like the sound I, of that. I've put out the eye stalk. This is the favorite. This is my favorite part. Jeez, you really outdone yourself. I, I'm trying to count them, and at this point, there's more tools than I have fingers. Yeah. I think I might have to start using my toes. Yes. Um, this is the only one that's made so far. I'm still trying to get it patented and all that. Yeah, patents. Just, uh... Use it. Just sell it. <laughs> Y'all need to go through all the government laws. I, mean... I wouldn't trust anything that kid says. He's got, he, uh, I love him, but he's got his own motivations. Get it patented, please. Okay, I will. Um, could I have that back? I mean, he's really looking forward to giving that a try, though. <laughs> you all hear a sound behind you. A happy trill as you hear. It is a bright day. When three friends who have helped us quickly before reunite in our home. As you see approaching, holding her adder staff, Pawn Mother Patana. Standing there, you see that she seems to have not aged a bit since you last saw her. Still green and graying, but wearing the same crown of brush around her, 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 her forehead, her crown. She looks at you with her dark, blinking, gripply, froggy eyes. And her spots that run down her back seem to almost be a flowing mantle to her. She looks at all of you and kind of nods towards the, uh, the, the pond area where you see floating at the bottom where last you saw um, there was maybe a dozen tadpoles at the bottom. Uh, you see a cluster of tiny little eggs, little black spheres with tiny little twitching life inside of them floating at the bottom of the pond nestled up right against the edge of these large crayfish that you had uh, rustled back from the uh, the grung venom hand who had stolen them before and killed many of the Gripley's finest warriors including Chavak. You see mounted in one of the trees that grows out of the nearby bank kind of blossoming, clearly aided with the uh, the growth of druidic magic. A sort of uh, mount with a, a, like the tree like growing into it has this sort of staff planted into it with a lantern hanging from the bottom, Chavok staff, which has been mounted in memorial for his heroic sacrifice. To save the Gripley's young, to save their livelihood, and to at least to deter the threat of Venom Hand, who, to this day, is still at large. That's a very nice memorial. Uh, I... 
Yeah, I just kind of give a little bit of a nod in respect. Uh, hello there. It is a pleasure for all of you to join. Will you be spending evening or just day? Um, I'm not. I'm not averse to spending the evening. Then it will be a celebration. Twice that what you received last time. It is an honor to have you. It is also Shadvok's honor to see you here as well. She kind of nods towards the uh, the memorial, the staff that's been been you know mounted above their uh, their sort of hatching pond. Gnord is thinking of receiving twice the amount of substance he did at the last celebration. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you you spent the last month here, and while Gdonald has gone off into the woods for sometimes days or even a week at the t- at a time, you've had plenty of time to play part in Gripply culture between, you know, learning to develop your sort of skills with the new youngsters that are growing up to uh, kind of practicing your aim, learning how to like dodge and duck and ambush and hunt. You've also been, uh, I imagine, partaking in many substances that uh, the Gripply are able to curate on their own. Um, Actually, (laughs) not so much in the way that I imagine not just as a sort of recreational use, but actually learning a lot of the sort of rituals and cultures that go into it. And I can also say that uh, through that process, Nord, um, the the sort of psychedelic influence has have left you speaking frog tongue quite fluently, in addition to maintaining the tongues you know. Oh, heck yeah. Wow. Well, we all know that medicinal practices are a part of any culture, and... That's, that's an easy way to say, drugs! Yay! Yep, and Gdonald, you've also been learning quite a bit of Gripply as well. Um, though maybe not as uh, psychologically imprinted onto you. You've learned many sort of hunting calls, many sort of peace and war calls that they communicate. Um, as well as the... Uh... My... Mm-hmm. Combine that with my ancient gnome ability to speak <laughs> to tiny animals. Certainly. Um... It is at this point that uh, Pond Mother Patana is um, basically describing the preparations they wish to make make for you tonight in celebration of your reunion. That you hear another sound and the sounds of sloshing muck beyond the village. As a lone figure, a goblin wearing swamp shoes, begins treading through, walking as fast as they can, going... Ah, hold on! Hold on! Oh, I'm so out of breath! Have we ever seen this guy before? Is this a, someone who visits? Uh, you probably... Hmm. Donald, I think maybe you would have seen them once before. Uh, Gripply do maintain diplomatic relations with some of the other swamp people. Um... You probably have interacted with some of the uh, goblin tribes that exist out here. You would recognize that this is uh, Kava. Swamplin Kava. Yep. Got it. And uh, you know Kava actually to be a bit of, you know, you probably haven't gotten too involved in Gripply military matters beyond that of, you know, kind of perimeter protection of the bayou that they reside mm-hmm. in. But you would know that Kava and the Gripply have been working for a while to try to track down Venom Hand. 
apparently before you had encountered Venom Hand, most of the tribe that, uh, or most of the gang that Venom Hand had led to attack the Gripply Village had basically had a schism and broke from him. Thus why the fight you had uh, was not as bad as it could have been. Of course, Venom Hand has been at large still, and uh, between them, you're not entirely sure of the entire history, um, but apparently he's a bit of a threat that some of the other swamp people have been a bit concerned about and have been working with the Gripply to try to track him down, uh, as it would appear that he has been beginning to grow a larger following again. Mind you, there are yeah, other so... Gripplies out there, but him in particular has become a bit of a infamous figure. Yeah, I lean over and just kind of quickly relay the details to Alan, like, oh, yeah, um, Kava, Kava comes by and helps helps with some mil protection stuff, because... I need got box juice! I'm so thirsty! <laughs> he seems kind of panicked. That's what I mean, she's like on Friday nights. <laughs> I'd like myself some bog juice. <laughs> as as like I imagine all of you like will like some of you will reach down and help him up onto the sort of uh bridge that surrounds the Gripply village. Um Pond Mother Patana signals to one of the younger Gripply to fetch one of those vines they squeeze water out of. Um as uh the tiny little goblin basically throws off his broken swamp shoes that he was basically Johnny Depping into the harbor with. <laughs> I love I love this guy so much. Oh, I'm going um, to adopt him. Uh, and Kava just says, Ah, thank the paragons! And he'll just start <laughs> chugging the glass of swamp juice, and then he eventually just snaps the vine and just squeezing it straight out of the vine. Um, do you want me to get your shoes? Let me good! Ah, uh, uh, I don't know I'm not going anywhere in a while. What is the matter, Kava? Surely you must have news. Ah, oh, so much news. Good news, bad news. Ah, ah, just give me a moment to breathe. Okay, uh, I'll get his shoes and I'll cast mending on them. Yeah, certainly. Um, these things have kind of been like cracking a bit. So like a lot of these sort of reinforced fibers that make up these swamp shoes. Um, you can definitely get to work and begin pulling out your implements and your sort of electric soldering gun and uh, begin. Crabs, tools. Yeah. Yeah, these are definitely fixable <laughs> with mending, and he kind of looks at you and says, Well, uh, oh, well I was just going to throw them out, but hey, you know, if you can fix them, that makes my life easier. Huh? Ah, Patana, it's, it's, it's awful. It's, 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 it's just, just terrible. I've been, been following with the, uh, uh, the, the other group, you know, the, the other ones of your people, and, and, well, they went into that place you told me about, and, uh, yeah, they didn't come out either. Wait, 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 more, more, more details. I think I missed out on some stuff. What, what place? Pond Mother Patana looks at you as uh, Kava seems to be uh, catching his breath and exasperating. You imagine that he's been running for quite a while to get here. That is indeed terrible news. News that impedes our efforts to track down and apprehend the criminal Venom Hand. Gnomes, friends of Gripley. How much do you know of our history with the Grung? No ass. She. Well, I'm... Hmm? What you told me so far. Yeah, about. Mostly about the fact that uh, he's a very dangerous individual. And, you know, 
He's got followers and we got rid of most of them, but he's getting them again. That's a big problem. Grip me in the ground. We're not always at war. We were once allies. When we first came to this world, after each of our own had been destroyed by the same force that nearly claimed this one. It was during the dark and stormy, the time that your people call the Eclipse, that we aided in fighting back the front and finding a new home in the swamp that grew around the second sun on the horizon. For a time, both Gripley and Grung were at peace, until a warlord named Venom Spot, a leader of the Grung, decided to instead enslave the people of the swamp, both Gripley, Grung, and other swamp races. And with that, it was clear that Gripley could no longer live in peace, while the Grung wished to become tyrants. If it were not for the aid of many people of the swamp, including the balance of power provided by the Yuan-Ti, a secretive people who rarely get involved in political matters beyond their own, we were able to take down Venom Spot, and with his fall, three Gripley tribes took the Pommy Bridge away from the ground, relocating it and keeping its location secret. It was feared that Venom Spot would wish to use the Polly Bridge to contact dark powers from other worlds, bring about an apocalypse like the one that had taken away our world before. The Grun were not happy with this and have long resented Ripley's lack of trust for them. We, the Pawn Shallow, as well as the Mudfoot and the Sky Cypress, we hid the Polybridge in a location of sorts. A location we now believe Venom Hand, who considers himself the heir to Venom Spot, to have figured out as well. With the news provided by Kava. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. I'm, I'm hanging in there. You just keep talking. You tell her way better than I do. <laughs> The place that we hid it was considered to be a haunted ruin of sorts from a time before even we goodly arrived and the world of old was still alive. We hid it there, believing that the superstition around it would keep the Polybridge from falling into hands of those with nefarious purposes. Of course, with the news that Venom Hand has located our hiding spot. That only means that it's a matter of time before he locates it within the ruin. This is terrible news indeed. Hold up, hold up. Y'all right? We Gripley. Our ancestors did come from another world. Indeed, if that would qualify us as alien, then that comparison would be true. Though, I believe many races on this world traveled from others, such as many of those that reside within Electroval. Is this not true? You make a convincing point. Yes. 
Anyway, yes, you guys are all out of character. You guys are technically dealing with frog aliens. Oh boy! If that's if that's the question at hand, or at least the descendants of frog aliens. <laughs> we love our we love our little frog aliens and their bog juice. Speaking of bog juice, did you pass me another? Kava gets another glass of bog juice. Did you say spirits? It is the belief of us, Gripply, that Venomhand has led 14 Grung to the location that we, Gripply, know to be the hiding location of the Polybridge. The Mudfoot clan ventured forth as well, sending seven of their finest warriors to investigate the ruin and perhaps mark their progress. Find out if they have yet succeeded in locating the party bridge. But that was three nights ago that we had heard they'd entered. And Kava here, their job was to be a scout and tell us quickly if they had not returned by this time. That place is freaking haunted! I'm going back there, you hear me? Finally, a job I'm qualified for. Hana the Patana looks at all of you and says, Strange, you show genuine interest in visiting this location. Yeah, yeah. I want to get my haunting certificate. Um. It is concerning to know that so many Gripply and Grung have stepped within and none have left. I worry that if any have perished, their bodies may not be returned to their tribes and families. If you would be so brave to take on such a task, not only would it give us closure, but perhaps if any of them did not survive, we would be able to give them proper burial. And still there is the matter of the Polybridge. Hmm. I was considering taking the journey myself, but it would appear that the Polybridge is no longer the secret it was and its location already found by nefarious foes. Friend of Gripply, gnomish folk, would you be willing to help Gripply one last time in venturing forth to the haunted ruin and discovering the fate and hopefully securing the polybridge that it may not cause the destruction it is capable of? We can always party when we get back. I guess, yeah, that's true. Then I wish you frog speed. And even if you cannot bring them back, it would be good to know of their fate. Nevertheless, I fear in my heart that it is Venomhand who is at the bottom of all of this. Hopefully he lies at all the bottom of this dead. All right, then. Mother Patana looks at all of you and says again, In that case, all I can do on behalf of the Pawn Shallow people of us, Gripply, is wish you a safe and swift return. If there is anything you need, whether it be provisions or weapons, you need only ask. Is there anything you want to ask the oh. Gripply for? Uh, hmm. That's what I want. Well, I, I'm I got, good. I got lanterns on me. I want to, I want to get a hand crossbow, but I heard, 
a short bow, so that's fine. Hell right. man. Um, all right, yeah. So, so not much particularly that the Gripply would be able to provide. Um, they can definitely provide you with extra arrows if you want. So, if you wanted to like add to your sheet another twenty arrows, anyone who uses those. Yes, please. Oh wait, no, you can have mine actually. <laughs> all right. Uh, you don't have to worry about uh, food, more or less. They'll provide it for you. We won't track it like that. Okay. As for transportation, though... I have a boat! Indeed you do. <laughs> With three gnomish sized seats on there. How uh, long do you think it's gonna... Do you think it's gonna take for us to get there? Long until sundown. If you leave now, you should arrive by sunset. Simply follow the bayou up the river until you come to a channel that is wider than the others that lead to a flooded fen. Travel along there and navigate the banks and you will come to the abandoned ruin that we speak. Out of character, do I have at least an hour? Potentially, yeah. Like, uh, what, what were you thinking for? Like, you'd be traveling during this time. Okay, um, so we're not just sitting in a boat? Um, it depends on what you're you're trying to accomplish. I would like to congratulate Knord on his progress in the last month and to say that he is truly a man and cast ceremony on him for coming of age. Okay, certainly oh. yes. With some of the uh, some of the uh, magical sort of aether components you found and ground into a fine dust, you do have uh, the component necessarily been... to cast a spell. I've been keeping my I've been keeping my eye on on the lead, and I think I think he's ready. All right, I'd say in that case because you will be uh, traveling, uh, it will take some time to set up the the accommodation. Valen probably has to retrofit the motor for a longer journey um, than the one that he took from the boardwalk. Um, and provisions need to be packed. You will have an hour to basically prepare, do whatever you wish to need, you you wish to do. And Nord, you kind of uh, are walked through the ceremony. Is there anything that you'd like to contribute, Godonald, or would you just like to cut to the end? Yeah, I'm just, you know, kid, you're real shady. You do some bad stuff, but you know what you're doing. And over the last month, you've learned a lot more about that, a lot more about how to conduct yourself, how to be a real man out there, just like me, just like your good old friend, Godonald. And you know what? That deserves to be recognized, and you deserve to be seen as a real man in, in the eyes of all of us. Despite the fact you already are, nice to give you a little something. And congratulations. So I would like I would like to imagine that Patano is kind of in on that ceremony as well. And because you've kind of been developing these skills uh, with the um, the Gripply and kind of discovering your true, you know, paladin calling of nature and with the Gripply, I'd like to imagine that as you kind of uh, complete the ritual and the final bits of Aether kind of spell component are sprinkled over Godonald, or not over Godonald, but over Gnord by Godonald, um, and you unite him with the, uh, the flat of the blade or whatever, you start seeing little spots appearing around the crown of Nord. As yeah. coming of age, he has yeah. gained his spots. <laughs> uh, you're, just, you're just like in the middle of like trying to like yeah. get the water out of your motor. 
and and mechanically yeah. at, and mechanically Gnord, at some point over the next 24 hours you can um add a d4 to one of your ability checks but is it one or is oh, wait, it does all it work of them? for all oh wait it's all of them i read yeah, it wrong yeah yeah so all of them you get a d4 oh on all your ability yeah. checks um I'll also, I'll pull Gnord aside and say, you know what? You deserve it. Have the crab's tools. <laughs> All right, Gnord, you can go ahead and add crab tools to your inventory sheet. Um, it basically just counts as both thieves tools and a dagger. Naturally, there'll be like a questionnaire at the end of these 24 hours, but... <laughs> right? Because you've got what? to test your product, right? <laughs> right, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I just I just realized what we've given to the rogue. <laughs> so, uh, Nord, these yes. tools, by the way, um, mm. they serve as thieves' tools, but you can also use it as a dagger or a light hammer. However, it lacks the throne properties. Yeah. Okay. But it is considered a light weapon that can either deal deal piercing damage or bludgeoning damage, because it can Ooh. both shut and crack shell or uh, crab carapaces. Perfect. Now be very careful with the curious crab creation that is a crustacean <laughs> of Alan's curation. If I had more time, I would I would improve upon it, but we don't have the time for that. I mean, you I, I'd say that you had functionally a short rest if you wanted to uh, um, make some I enhancements. The, I think the infusions are long rest. Oh, they're long rest. Okay. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe next time. Maybe next time. All right. In that case, would you like to set off towards the haunted ruin where the froggy people have been going missing and perhaps a dark conspiracy is taking place? Let's go and sing a travel song. <laughs> yes, a travel song would be nice. One of these. All right, performance check as you uh, drift through the bio. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this again. Everybody? Yep. Well, now let's All see right. if uh, that voice box is still in shape. Oh uh, god. I've been doing I've been doing a lot of jungle. <laughs> I rolled a two. I rolled I did uh I don't even think I could pull you back up, man. I rolled a thirteen. I rolled a nine. We suck. <laughs> we suck. You know the black juice has been getting to us. It's not great uh, on the vocal cords. So we need Alan, some clean water. Alan, what would you what would you, uh, Greg, as a player, like to attribute Alan's um, lack of performance to? Is it like um, his, he hasn't been using his voice, or that's tired, or is it like performance anxiety? I haven't been using my voice. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't think I've sung since the last time I was here. So like, oh, no worries. So like the three of you were like singing all, and then Alan went to go hit his solo, and it just was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and all of you just kind of stop and give him a I'm pat sorry. on the shoulder. <laughs> and on this day that Gnord became a man, <laughs> really show that how coming of age can harm some people. Yep. Get on, so though. On you you met you 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 maintain performance here. <laughs> Nothing else. You keep the rhythm. You make it you make it a fun fun drinking song as you got your uh, bog juice to go. Bog juice to go slurping the vine. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. The more of it you drink, uh, it is maybe slightly fermented. Perhaps Godonald learned how to like ferment the stuff a little bit. 
Misha, Misha not, time. not drunk, but definitely a little sluggish in the head. And you know what? After a while, it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, good old processed bog juice. The best way to have it. And and just to set the scene a little bit, all of this is happening as you have uh, parted from the grippy, gripply village that exists in a sort of flooded bayou, a sanctuary of sorts. I imagine ballooning. I imagine that Gnord probably introduced this slightly fermented bog juice to the fellow gripply youngins. <laughs> of course, yeah. you he's, would. He's the one who he's he's the one who kind of provides who who he started off enjoying the substances, but now he's slowly becoming accustomed to providing them. Yeah. Yep. He's got his own hustle going. <laughs> Hustling for what? What's the gripply currency? Cloud. Oh, no. Fun. Yeah. Just, just, just he can. Frog <laughs> right. clout. For the honor of teaching the frogs. Just, just mm. for the sake of creating the black market. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, just to set the yeah. scene, all of you have been uh, sailing upon the uh, the water here. Um, that kind of feeds into the bio. It's kind of like a sanctuary, and as you float out of it, you do emerge onto a larger river. Instructions were given specifically to Godonald. Um, to uh, basically sail kind of up the river, kind of closer towards the mountain range that hugs the uh, distant horizon. And as you kind of break out into the wider, watery area, um, you know, still canopies towards the edges of it. It's definitely very, very hot. It's warmed up since you uh, last sailed here, where the water was actually quite cold. You sail for a day. And then some. You actually get Ooh. very exhausted after a while. Have to kind of take a little bit of a picnic. Consume some uh, some salted seafood. And as you yep. travel further and further into the sunset, you begin to almost think that you you've lost navigation. McDonald's never traveled this far out. And as the first signs of darkness begin showing, you've kind of broken up sort of a uh, another sort of um, rivulet of sorts that feed into this main kind of slow-moving river that you're sailing up uh, with a little <laughs> motorboat that Alan... Uh, what's the name of your boat, by the way? What has it been christened? Oh, oh it's... it's. Oh, I didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> I'll say it's a work in progress. Yeah, um, but it's as just a boat right now. Yeah, as you're going up this little motorboat, you do begin to see, kind of coming into this deep swampy bayou, these layers of swamp and silt and brush. The sort of taller canopy has begun to go and, and drift away. And even though everything should be in full bloom, it's almost like the trees and the leaves on them have begun to give up on life. Oh, Flowers, this is concerning that grow along the bank seem to be there and exist but favor darker colors more gray tone colors as well purple and but dark and brooding in order to like to say anyone else find it odd that we happen to get here this creepy haunted place around the sunset it's a little coincidental and as you oh, round that's totally normal and as you, mm. as you round a bank, you see rising from 
the water. A large manor like that found on a uh, sort of a coastal southern estate. Huh. Anyone ever see ever anyone ever play Resident Evil Seven? That's Kinda not the like one that. with the that's not the one with the big vampire lady, is it? That's, that's Resident the, Evil Village. It's the it's the it's the previous one, like with all the swamp and mushroom stuff. I don't know anything about Resident it, it, Evil except for Big no, Vampire no. Lady. It, 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 it did not get off topic. It invokes a little bit of that image. Um, and yeah, as uh, you begin to approach and come to this bank, the sun is now in twilight. The only real bright light on the horizon is far, far, far to the west. You can see another sort of brightness towards the cloud cover, giving you the direction of Electroval, whose light shines like a million suns. Tiny ones, of course. It's just Vegas. Kind of, just Vegas on the horizon. Yeah. Um, but where you are now, it is dark. And lonely and the sounds of swamp life. Funny enough, don't seem to make a sound. Uh, all right. And there's a as uh, Alan's little boat dredges onto a nearby shore, the sort of posts of a long rotted away boardwalk kind of litter the water nearby as they kind of sink into the muck at precarious angles. Um, land ho. <laughs> <laughs> land ho, land o. Oh. Land, oh no. Ah. I was hoping for, I was hoping to come here and just have a vacation. I'd have to go deal with this house. I mean, you don't really have to do, like, it seems like a pretty nice place. Like, you could have a vacation here. You hear a. Seems like a pretty nice night. You hear the sound of fluttering of rings of a. Ka! Ka! This! As you see a crow on a nearby <laughs> branch squawk at you and flutter past. A single feather Go landing how to speak. on the ground. Huh. Huh. They even got good bird watching. I don't know many birds that would say death. I guess they're watching us. They I just realized that sounds creepy. Bird watching goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> it's mutual. Um, yeah. Good old camera birds. What would you like to do now? Alan, you've tied up the to one of the nearby sinking posts to make sure your boat won't sink away, and you've gathered all of your gear. Huh. It is but maybe a 200-foot walk along the uh, the mound, the earthen mound, uh, towards the did house. I, did I bring the swap shoes with me? If you wanted to, sure. I think I did. Sure. Um, yeah, there's land. I'll... There's dry land for you to walk there. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like an earthen mound that juts out and kind of goes onto a slightly higher, though you imagine still a floodplain level for the rest of the okay. house. No, Gnord would like to say, well, everything sensible about me says, oh, we should make camp for the night and wait. Don't go in the creepy house. But there's just something so fun in me that says it'd be a real adventure to do it. Right, yeah, I just thought, you know, we can actually, maybe we could just make camp inside the house instead of outside 
Like, why would we camp outside when there's a perfectly good house right next to us? That is um, when you think you see a little bit of lantern light. Not that of an electric lantern, but like a kerosene lantern that flickers momentarily looking through the brush, kind of drifting towards the house. And we're being watched. Wonderful. Hi. I call out to it. Flat my hand. Call out, and it's kind of strange. As you call out, you'd expect a wide open area to at least give a little bit of ambiance, but you find yourself almost muffled a little bit as you call out. Almost as if, huh. you know, you're, you can call to each other and speak to each other, um, but the sound doesn't have any sort of reverberance to it. It doesn't, like, carry across the land. It's almost as huh. if the land itself is almost shushing the noise, demanding that the air remain quiet and still. Well, it looks like that's a sound of silence. Yeah. Can we head in? I mean, there's only <laughs> one word. To... I guess so. Nowhere else to go. Think right. about it. If they try to make, if they try to keep things quiet around here, then we're gonna have a great sleep. We're gonna find some real comfy beds in there. Who knows? Maybe they even have room service. <laughs> you know, for someone who doesn't want to get off work for a day, you seem real intent on having a vacation today. What's up with you, man? You know, you see a nice house, and sometimes you want to take a nap in it. You could I mean, swear that you see desires. that one of the towers where the chimneys are kind of seems to almost rock a teensy bit, as though the weight of the entire world is being pressed down upon it. That's a pretty okay. old house. I think we had enough bog juice for tonight. So do you want to approach? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. As you begin making your way across the muck-covered uh, mound, and towards the greater shore. You see a couple more lanterns lights, but these ones still, and very dim. Around another sort of curve, you see what appears to be a boat larger than Alan's, which was just kind of like a tiny raft with three boat seats on it, and a wheel. This is a larger boat, almost like a houseboat boat, if you will. It has sort of lanterns positioned at the edges of it that seem to very dimly flicker as though wind is blowing against them, but the air itself is a still breeze. The boat itself is painted in bright sort of ornate colors. And you can swear you see what... In, uh, there's a door closed, but you can think you can see through the front window beyond the helm of it a couple of hammocks mounted in there. Looking at the ground, you can see two sets of footprints leading from where it's kind of uh, tied up along the edge of the shore, leading to the porch of the house. I would assume these are the mudfoots. Would you agree? Looking at them? Roll me a nature check, Alan. Oh. Nature check. He's a smart man. He could figure it out. Unless it's a nat one, which it oh. is. <laughs> this could most certainly be the. Could mostly certainly be gripply feet. Uh, it, it, it could be. Mm, you know, you're a little bad. enamored from the bog juice. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shouldn't have been driving, but you know, here yeah, that's yeah. in the past. 
Do I see anything immediately looking like a threat? Roll me a perception check. And don't forget the extra d4. Oh yeah. If, oh yeah. 12 plus 1 is 13. Yeah. Go d4. Go d4. That's gonna <laughs> save me. You look up towards the house a little bit as you're kind of scanning the horizon. And you swear, Nord, you look at the house and you see like a large tower kind of looming into the light. The sky and the sunset beyond it. And you think you see a single figure standing at the very top of the tower. And Ooh. just as you train your eyes on there and you're about to call for everyone, you're about to like shift your focus as you see the figure rock and fall off out of view. As if left from the tower. And yeah, you, you witness that. Uh uh. Did you see something? What's up? Uh, you guys see a little guy, uh, some fall off that uh, tower there? Wait, someone fell off the building? Yeah. Okay, well, we're not, we'll, we'll be enamored by free parking later. Let's go. Okay. Somebody fell off the building. We got to make sure they're okay. So you, you rush up towards the base of this tower. All right. As you run forward, your feet kind of slosh in the muck. None of you are really making much of an attempt to be quiet. Though, even as you move forward, it's still as though the air around you just is trying to hush you, smother your very presence from intruding upon its own misery. And as you make your way onto the porch, the footprints themselves, tracking a little bit of mud onto the long, sort of, rocked, encased area, um, you look at the base of the nearby tower, the direction it looked like it fell towards you, Nord, mm -hmm. at the bottom, nothing. Not even an imprint. How could somebody survive that fall? There's no one here. Well, yeah, I see the hat. <laughs> but I tell you guys, something leapt off the tower. You see that mm. the porch itself appears to be creaky oh. on its own as it rocks slightly. Is a... You yeah, see, it's covered in dead vines. And you think that you see a slight bit of insects kind of twitching among it, crawling underneath it into the crawl space below. But leading up to it is a door, slightly ajar, and the other one's firmly shut like a double door. A fine mahogany but does not seem to have met the same test of age, though it's still a little bit grimy and uh, worn. Can I try to get the attention? Like, we saw insects going in there, right? Yep. Can I get the uh, attention in, of the... Into, like, crawling underneath the boards. Like, you go to look, and you think that you mm -hmm. just see some, some insects, like cockroaches in the light, kind of swarm underneath. Yeah, could I get... Could I, like, I can only communicate in simple concepts, but like, could I try to be like, where are you going? What's down there? Are you able to understand something? Are you able to understand the animals you're speaking to, or can you just convey um, ideas I think, to them? I think the community, I think it's, um, it's with. So I think so. A few, it's like very simple concepts back or forth, like if it's like food or home or something. Hmm. 
I guess the simple idea that you would communicate to them would be among the lines curiosity, like what's going mm-hmm. on, what's yeah. up. Um, the insects, which look like kind of like larger earwigs than you're used to, they give you almost a sensation of hungry. So hungry. All right, if there's anything down there, it's probably bodies. They're hungry. They're going down there to eat something. Uh-huh. That's us. And there's also a bit of animosity, a little bit of hostility towards you as well. Okay, calm down. Jeez. These be some salty roaches. So the bugs are angry. The bugs are salty, yes. Angry and hungry. I know that. <laughs> That's when you then hear, and, and while the air around you is very still, piercing through that is a clop, clop. The sounds of footprints, two, you think, in the interior of the space. I don't want to go in there anymore. And you see a faint shifting of a lantern light. Hello? Um. You're standing at the bottom of the steps right now, of the porch. I think we should go in. Uh, okay. I'll kind of cautiously go up and so knock I'm, on the door. Is it gonna, gonna pull out any weapons or shield? Right or... Well, I think I'll. I think I'll be able to. I think I'll kind of have myself be at the ready. All right, uh, Nord. You said something. Um, I spoke over you. Apologies. Please let me hide. Um, yeah. If you <laughs> if you guys all want to move stealthily, or do you just want to hang back and hide on the porch, Nord? Or maybe walk uh, around. The porch that you're on, by the way, it does seem to wrap around the right side of the house. All right, I'm going to go around the side and, and hide. So you're going to break off. Okay. Uh, roll mm-hmm. me a stealth check. Are you wa- trying to walk along the edge of the porch or oh, and, uh, and, and go to, you see another door at the end of that, or are you just getting out of sight? I'm just getting out of sight and staying with everybody if it's safe. I'm not. Uh, okay, so you're just going to linger back, hidden, and then you're going to creep in. Hmm. Yeah. You know what would be a better idea? What? I think I'm also I'm not I'm gonna get myself out of sight and use a minor illusion to knock on the door and see what comes out. So mm-hmm. as you conjure this effect, you try to create like a, a light wrapping on there. Yeah, but, but I'm it, I'm I'm not gonna be in direct sight. So you're gonna all kind of Scooby Doo around the corner with Nord. <laughs> yes. Yes. That all of you roll good. stealth checks real quick to begin with. Ah. And I'll just right. keep these. Yep. Your R O. Your armor. Oh, Twenty-four. After it's fine. You might not need it. It's just I want to get a, a basis of you know how quiet you are in case anyone does peek their head out around the corner. All right. Let's or anything. see. After that, um, before I got a twenty-four. Right. Oh. I've right, got a, a seventeen. That's a twelve. That's not awful. <laughs> As you you rolled a twelve, Alan rolled a seventeen. Seventeen. Nord rolled a. 24. Of course you did. Um, yeah. <laughs> G- Donald, you summon a illusory sound of a light rapping, I imagine. You don't want to be too intrusive, right? Mm-hmm. But little, it's, yes. it's strange. It's almost now as though you've become closer to the house. Any footsteps you have seem to almost reverberate. And as you rap along the door, it becomes a loud... Of course it does. And you hear the murmuring of voices. Uh-oh. And then there's a... Maybe it's just the front desk. 
some figure you start hearing the sounds of footprints moving towards and the sound of uh, and the image of light br opening through the crack in the door that begin to stretch as a lantern light approaches all of you are just kind of hiding back there and just peeking yes you, you see emerging from there two figures one of them holding a lantern above their head a taller one and a more hunched person leaning around it's then when the hunched individual turns their head towards you and says oh hello there and we are going to stop it there you've been listening to house of lament as featured on dice carnival we appreciate your support in listening and leaving us a good rating please consider subscribing to us on podbean and following us on twitter Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. All links are in the description below. And no matter where you are, keep it up. You're doing great. See you later. <laughs>